in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment of the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. The NFL is likely to sell Sunday ticket to YouTube TV. Oh, I thought it was going to be Google. Uh, Sunday tickets moving away from DirecTV. Isn't, okay. isn't YouTube TV owned by Google is now? That, is that what it is? I'm, I, I'm these pretty, are things yeah. that you're going to have to update me on. With the I'm, t- like, with I'm like the 80% services. certain that, that Google owns the whole YouTube, YouTube TV, TV part of this. Well, they own YouTube. Yeah. So, so it, it they, is Google. If they don't own the TV. Okay. It is Google. It is Google. Um, okay. Sunday, so I have Sunday ticket this year on DirecTV. They gave mm-hmm. it to me for free. Uh, me how too. nice of them. Yep. Uh, YouTube TV going to YouTube TV, or excuse me, in a Sunday ticket going to YouTube TV. Is it going to be better? Going to be the same? I mean, I just love DirecTV so much. I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm willing to cross over just yet in terms of saying that YouTube TV is going to be just as good. I'll be curious to see because you can, you can get like YouTube TV is one of the cord cutting options and you get most of the same channels you would get with cable as we talked about yesterday. And I'm curious to know, are they going to sell Sunday ticket as a completely separate option? Like, if I have DirecTV, can I just go to YouTube and pay them specifically for Sunday Ticket? For Sunday Ticket. Or are they going to make people sign up for YouTube TV, TV, which is like, I think, 65 bucks uh, a month is what you have to pay for YouTube TV? Or are they going to make you sign up for YouTube TV to have access and then pay more for Sunday Ticket because it'll be an add-on or whatever? I don't know what they're going to do. I would... I don't know. I would guess they would sell it separately because you'd probably get more people to buy it that way. But it might be better to get them to say, hey, you have to subscribe to YouTube TV to then pay for this, too. Maybe that is a better way to go about it. So I'm curious to see. Also curious to see how expensive it is. Pro Football Talk reported this morning that the price is not expected to change dramatically for the consumer. Um which is interesting because they're going to be paying a lot of money to get access to, to, to provide right, Sunday to provide this. So we'll see there. But uh, yeah, if you use Sunday ticket to watch out of market games or red zone or whatever, uh, it will be on. You would YouTube buy this. TV. Obviously we'll see. I didn't, I didn't have it last season because they didn't give it to me for free. I didn't pay for it last season. So I'll see how much it costs, how easy it is to get. Right. But uh, if I've got to subscribe to YouTube TV, I probably will. Cause it, here's the problem. I have wanted to get like a YouTube TV or something else in the past, but they never have all of the sports channels. And I was just like, this yeah, they m- offer you the big 10 network. Like-, like YouTube TV doesn't have AT&T, AT&T sports, sports. Net, which is right. never on any of the streaming options. Right. So like, if you have that, you can't watch the golden Knights unless you stream it illegally here in Vegas. And then they also YouTube TV doesn't have uh, spectrum sports, which is what the Dodgers are on. So you wouldn't be able to watch the Dodgers. Right. It doesn't have the regional sports network for the Angels, the Diamondbacks, or the Padres either, which are all teams we're blacked out for if you buy MLB.tv. So it's four MLB teams that you would not be able to legally watch here in Las Vegas if you had YouTube TV. And then I believe it's two NBA teams as well. So a lot of the sports that you would want to watch, it's actually YouTube a lot of sports TV's, you get now with DirecTV. Right. YouTube TV is actually pretty good. They've got like CBS Sports Network and everything else, but you would miss out on like Golden Knights miss games. Miss out on a lot. A well, lot of Golden Knights games, games we couldn't miss out on. Right. So that's always been my problem as either a sports fan or media member to watch games. 
is YouTube TV and other things like it don't always have all right. of the sports options, which is the entire reason I pay for somebody to show me television channels is I'm watching sports. I'm not watching much of anything else. I always thought of Tyler as like an HGTV type guy. <laughs> Bravo. Next question. The Knicks beat the Warriors 132 to 94. Steph Curry is out, but the Knicks have now won eight straight games. They have jumped up to the sixth seed in the East. Uh, five different Knicks scored at least 15 points last night. I don't know if it means much because, like, we talked to John Von Tobel, the Knicks yeah. aren't going to be like a yeah. contender in the East, but maybe. It's sort of a gradual process of, hey, look at that. We can get the five or the six seed. We can be a legitimate playoff team in the East. And with a good offseason or maybe one significant signing, boom, the Knicks might be there yeah. in the following season. But uh, they've won eight in a row, which is better than Golden State. Impressive. Golden State, 15 and 17, the 11 seed in the West. They are a game ahead of the Lakers in the West. As much as we dump Even on the Lakers. with him hurt, that's pretty astonishing. Yes, because they can't win on the road. I think it's now 3-15 and 15 right. they are on the road after last night. I Listen, the Golden State Warriors, I still assume, by the time we get to the postseason, are going to be considered a contender, going to be considered a championship threat. They're going to be like the five seed in the West. They are not going to end the year as the one or the two seed in the West, yeah. which means if they are truly a contender, the seeding is going to be so screwed up in the West, because if the Warriors are that good by the time we get to the postseason, you're the four seed and you get Golden State in the first round and you're the one seed you get them in the second round. So I, we'll see if they actually turn it around and get there. I still assume they will. Great question. Thank you. Have you seen the video shots from Argentina? Absolutely insane. You can't see one speck Salt of Bay? anything except, except people. Uh, A million so people. They had their parade. And the Argentinian players, they had to cut the parade short and the players had to be put onto helicopters to be flown out because there was more people than expected. There were too many people that security cut the parade short and didn't let it continue to the city center or whatever. Well, they tried to jump on the players' buses. Yeah. And, like, that's how insane it is in Argentina right now. The shots of the day they won the World Cup, after they won the World Cup, how many people flooded just outdoors in the in the city unbelievable like it's incredible what that country has turned into like i know they declared uh was it yesterday a national holiday they should do the whole week just th take the rest of the year off if you're argentina just now until the start they of said the crowd estimated to be over four million people yeah, yeah. think about that so four it's on, million it's on pace with the aces parade <laughs> <laughs> they had buses no helicopters to get them out. No though. helicopters to get them out of there. And I was asked to get off the bus. So, you know, we're, we're it's basically the same. That's a great, great question. Bournemouth lost its first game under Bill Foley's ownership. They lost yesterday 1-0 to Newcastle United. That was not a Premier League game, though. That was a tournament. That was the EFL Cup that they were knocked out of. In the Premier League, though, Bournemouth is 14th. 18, 19, and 20 get relegated. It's very tight right now. They are only three points ahead of the last relegation spot. 538, which gives you a percentage projections, probabilities, gives Bournemouth a 45% chance to be relegated. They are one of the three teams expected to be relegated this year. Regretting it already, Billy? 
No, nah, I bet they make a ton of money. But my question is, do you really trust 538? Well, they yeah, have percentages on everything. I didn't know they did percentage. They have percentages on this as well. I just know that they've been very wrong, very loudly, at least when it comes to about every four years. No, nah, only once every four years. Only they've only screwed up one election, right? Haven't they gotten every election right except for Trump getting elected? Yeah, but they got that one big wrong. <laughs> yeah, but like whatever. If we, Jared, if we were ha- hammering people for getting things wrong once, you wouldn't be on the show anymore. No, I consistently get things wrong. So it's better to get everything wrong than one thing wrong? Right. In which case, I'm wrong. No, great great question. Oh, wait, hold on. One point, by the way, you said about regretting it. Bill Foley, uh, he said, because his, his price was like $124 million, I think, to buy it, but he's got a, it's an extra like $25 million if they stay up in the Premier League. He is absolutely going to regret it if they get relegated. Because the amount of money that you get just being in the Premier League versus the championship, which is the right. second division, it's astronomical. Like, I, I bet the players on Bournemouth, most teams that are not like the top six in the Premier League, their players have con- have clauses in their contracts about getting paid less if they get relegated. If they get relegated. Or on the player side, they are like, oh, I'm gone if we're relegated. So he, I think he will absolutely regret it if they do get relegated. I'll be curious to see. So in... in uh, European soccer, there's two transfer windows where you can buy players from other teams. One's in the summer, the offseason, and then one's in January. I'm curious to see if Bill Foley spends just a ton of money in January to keep this team in the Premier League. Because you, you just go buy players from other teams. You just teams that are willing to sell a player. And hell, they might not even be willing, but you offer them enough, they'll say yes. I'm curious to see if Bill Foley will go out and just try to buy players to make sure his team stays up. Right. Because it is a significant monetary advantage to be the worst team or in I the premier say, than I the best say, team in the championship. Fourth worst team so you don't get relegated. Fourth worst team in the uh Premier League versus best team in the championship. Right. Next question. UTSA head coach Jeff Trailer wants to report teams for poaching his players. Ah yeah. so good. Good luck. He tweeted, Dear NCA football, how does UTSA football report power five schools who are trying to poach our young talent? How much evidence do we really need to make this not be a part of our game? He kind of sounds like a good luck on that, buddy. Good luck, Coach Trailer. The interesting part is that uh, teams are technically not allowed to talk to players yeah, until, until they, they enter the transfer into portal. The portal. Um, that doesn't happen. Uh, no. That's but not how it works. Here's the here's the interesting part. If you are, I don't know if all coaches are doing it because they might not all be smart enough, but. Third, like the NCA is not going to really be able to enforce third parties. So no. if, a, if a coach tells no a kid's former high school coach, hey, we like Jimmy, right? Hey, he's looking really good at UTSA. Let him know that if he goes in the portal, we're ready. We're this SEC school that wants it, right? And then the height, like the NCA can't do anything about no. that. So now, if Jeff Trailer has like a text message from some SEC coach or Big 12 coach directly to one of his players, then he might actually be able to report them and and that guy would be in trouble. But if it's just, hey, is his former high school coach or his uncle or something is like, hey, I heard that Mississippi State wants you Missouri or something likes like you. that, then there's not really much you can do at this point. And in reality, if you're UTSA, or UNLV, this is the reality you live in. This is the, yeah, this is your world. You have good players, better schools are going to want them, and yep. you probably lose them. Maybe that's why Arroyo was so mad at Jacoby Windham. 
Why? Because he went to a better school? Maybe he got poached illegally. Yeah. Or against NCAA rules, whatever that's supposed to be. Maybe he got poached yeah. and was like, yeah, I don't like that anymore. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm sure it would take a Herculean effort to get that guy angry. <laughs> Next question. Lights FC is going to be on the USL schedule. USL uh, announced their schedule format, not the actual schedule, uh, but they're making sure everybody plays everybody in the league. That has not happened for like three or four years. But Lights FC are listed as one of the teams that will be on the schedule. They do not have a team in terms of coaching staff or in terms of players. So we'll see what happens between now and the middle of March. But they're going to the play. Starts. They're going to be on the schedule. We'll see if it's a free win for everybody, but they're going to be on the schedule. <laughs> Lashburg, the free space in bingo. That's Come right, on, buddy. Update That's right. us. It's a, uh, I can't remember. Was it a Twitter post? Somebody I saw a while ago was like, "Oh yeah, we played adult league uh, softball or something, and we we put our team name yeah. as game canceled." Yes. <laughs> and they were like three or four times the other team didn't show up, so we got a free win. Which <laughs> is great, unless you actually want to play the sport that you signed up to play. All right, well, coming up I mean, next, adult league. Softball, you're there to drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Coming up next, we'll get into the NBA and what expansion to Las Vegas could cost. What did Steve Cofield and his company say today? I walked from UNLV basketball over to UFC. Big UNLV basketball fan, ran over. Also a big Raiders fan. Very excited. You know, wanted to talk about the Raiders. And I was like, cool. And I kind of walked with them and talked and had a great time. For about 15 minutes, I was like, I got to go. UFC starting. Great to meet you. And he said, it's cool. Can you take a picture with my friends? And I was like, okay. Called them over. And he said to his friends, hey, guys, look, it's Vic Tafer. That is so awesome. <laughs> it's Cofield and Company, Monday through Friday on ESPN Las Vegas. This traffic report brought to you by Jaguar Land Rover Las Vegas, off the 215 east of Rainbow. The 15 will be closed in both directions at TROP from 10 p.m. Friday, January 27th till 5 a.m. Monday, January 30th. And Tropicana will be closed in both directions from Dean Martin to New York, New York on the Strip, January 22nd through the 30th. This traffic report brought to you by Jaguar Land Rover Las Vegas, jlrlv.com. Jaguar Land Rover Las Vegas would like to invite you to own a luxury vehicle without the luxury expense. Our certified pre-owned Jaguars and Land Rovers have warranties available up to 100,000 miles. Find out more today at jlrlv.com. This is JT, and for years I've been telling you about the meat hookup at Meet Up Vegas. 30-day aged meat that means more flavor, juicier, and tender. I stand behind Meet Up's quality steaks and organic chicken. Trust me, if you try it once... You'll never go back to grocery store meat again. It's that good. No parking lot meat, not Omaha meat. It's the best meat in town. Go to meetupvegas.com, and when you check out and get the deal, put in code JTBRICK, meetupvegas.com. I'm attorney Paul Powell. If you get hurt in a crash, did you know your lawyer can take more money than you? That's right. You get hurt and the lawyer gets rich. Not very fair, is it? When you hire me, those worries go bye, bye, bye. I promise never to take more money than you. And I put it in writing. If you're tired of greedy lawyers, call 728-5500 or go to paulpowell.com. I really can help. Paul Powell. More lawyer. Less fee. Some restrictions apply. This fall, get in the game and earn cash for betting sports with the William Hill Nevada mobile sports app on your phone or tablet. During William Hill's Fall Rewards, earn up to $500 cash back. Between now and December 31st, you'll be eligible for cash back points for every wager made, win or lose on the William Hill Nevada mobile sports app. You'll also earn bonus cash back for teasers and parlay card wagers made on the app. To enroll in Fall Rewards and to see participating locations, visit WilliamHill.us. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. 
Johnny Legend's Mitsubishi is kicking off their biggest sales event of the season, and you can score big. Check out these touchdown deals all month. 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage starting at $15,645. The 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander starting at $27,995. And the 2023 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross starting at $26,795. All backed by a limited 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Score your biggest savings on touchdown deals all month at Johnny Legends Mitsubishi on South Decatur near Sunset or online at johnnylegends.com. Under the Helmet is brought to you by Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Book now at allegiant.com. As the greatest left tackle to ever play the game, Hall of Famer Art Shell did it all for the Raiders. Shell was a two-time Super Bowl winner, eight-time Pro Bowler, and was a two-time first-team All-Pro. Once he took off the helmet, Shell was a Raiders coach for 13 years, seven as the head coach. Under the Helmet has been brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger's all about. At In-N-Out, we like to think of ourselves as the vintage muscle car of burgers. After all, both are handcrafted, made with an appreciation for every detail. One with the finest materials, the other with the freshest ingredients. And seeing either one brings a smile to your face. Muscle cars and double-doubles are all American classics, and both are gone in seconds. PT's, Sean Patrick's, Sierra Gold, and SG Bar is your local's hotspot for happy hour with 50% off drinks every day. Voted best happy hour in Las Vegas? There's no better place to be. Beat the heat with ice cold beer, signature cocktails, and the best tavern food in town. See you at happy hour for 50% off drinks 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. and 12 a.m. to 2 every day. With over 60 locations, there's always a PT's near you. Visit PTsTaverns.com to find your favorite neighborhood tavern today. Come see why thousands have made the switch to Finley Chevrolet. 215 at South Rainbow. Find new roads. F-I-N-D-L-A-Y. Finley Chevy is a place to buy. Home of the... Chevrolet has new extended weekday service, parts, and sales hours from 7 a.m. until 9 p.m. There is no known safe amount of marijuana use during pregnancy. Marijuana is not safe for pregnant or breastfeeding women and their babies. Everything a mother eats, drinks, or smokes affects her developing baby or enters her breast milk. Just like alcohol and tobacco, using marijuana can have negative effects for your baby. Any form of marijuana may be harmful during pregnancy and while breastfeeding. Marijuana can affect your ability to care for your baby or someone else's baby. It is best for women to quit using while pregnant and breastfeeding. If you are pregnant or a new mother using marijuana, you are urged to seek help to quit. Pregnant women receive priority admission at state-funded treatment centers. Visit SoberMomsHealthyBabies.org. That's SoberMomsHealthyBabies.org or call 211. This message sponsored by the Nevada Division of Public and Behavioral Health aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and the station. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. 
Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-326-7765 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-326-7765. That's 800-326-7765. What do you have to lose? Call 800-326-7765. Again, 800-326-7765. This is JT for Grimaldi's Pizzeria, cold-fired brick oven pizza, a must-have. For anyone craving great pizza, locations at Boca Park, the Palazzo, South Rainbow, and Green Valley. Learn more at Grimaldi'sPizzeria.com. It's been like just too many times this year where, you know, I felt like I've gotten hit late or something like that, or and there's been no flag. So I mean, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be on the refs looking for a call, but you know, when I think it's a flag, then you know I'm gonna, you know, ask the ref. And Sunday he said that he didn't think it was a foul, but yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna be begging for those calls and just just hope hope that I get you know one one in the near future. So yeah, I felt like I was down and then I just felt 300 pound guy, you know. We are back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. So the Phoenix Suns are going to sell to Matt Ishbia, who uh, is the president and CEO of United Wholesale Mortgage, a company that his father founded and then passed down to him. Fun fact, United Wholesale Mortgage is the jersey sponsor of the Detroit Pistons. Not anymore. Um, So, okay. (laughs) Before we get into the Suns sale here, two questions. Number one, can you be the jersey sponsor of the Pistons while owning the Suns? That would be a little weird. I would enjoy if he did keep that. Number two, why would a mortgage company be a jersey sponsor? That's a great question. Because I I, I went and looked it up. The jersey sponsor is just the acronym UWM. Never seen the logo before in my life. If I was watching a Pistons game and saw it, I'd be they like, have no what, idea. what is no UWM? Idea what and even if I looked it up and Googled it, I'd be like, oh, it's a mortgage company. Right. You don't buy mortgages because no. of advertising. You like, Yeah, interest rate seems more important. <laughs> like, I was just kind of confused. Oh, in my, actually, I will say when I was shopping for mortgages, who was willing to give me one seemed to be the main factor in who I was going to do business with. I was just very confused. I didn't like. Why would that be like in? I mean, use, they're obviously basketball fans. To use European Does, soccer I don't know as an example, it. uh, it's like forty percent of the teams in the Premier League or something are sponsored by some sort of sports betting company, which right. to me makes sense. Yes, I watch it. If you watch a Premier League team, I, most of them are you know English based sports bets, so you can't use them here. But if you're watching one and you're like, ah, I want to bet on this, who should I use? Oh. The one on the jersey. Right. That yeah. makes sense. This is like, oh, I want to buy a house. Who should I use? Oh, the one that sponsors the Pistons. <laughs> At least I know they are financially <laughs> invested in my team winning. Did, okay. Beyond that, though, the Suns are selling for $4 billion. Are the Phoenix Suns worth $4 billion? I mean, hold on. Isn't, hold it, on. Always, isn't always what no. you say you're worth what someone's willing to pay? I guess. No. I mean, you're worth this guy's willing to pay $4 billion. I don't think I'm saying no to him if he comes to me with that offer. Do you believe 
the value of sports teams is going to continue to rise as dramatically as it has in the last 30 dec- 30, I do. 30 years. No. I do. No. I kind of think so too, but no. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to see what happens because there's got to be a stopping point, right? There's got to well, be a point think, but where we're like... I guess it also depends on who's selling. Yeah. Like, what, what do the Cowboys go for? There's only so many billionaires. Well, we were talking about that yesterday. There's only so many billionaires, and then you have to decrease the amount that actually want to own a sports team. And they don't all want to own sports teams. I don't know. How many mortgage companies are there out there with a guy that's got $4 <laughs> billion to throw away at the Suns? I, I, I'm just curious to see what the Suns are because... Listen... It's a sports team. The valuation on these things go up every single year. Every time one sells, we're like, holy hell, that's a lot of money. But I don't know. Maybe it does work out well. The interesting part for Las Vegas. Sun sold for $4 billion. Adam Silver once said $2 billion was too low for an expansion fee sure. of a team coming into well, now it really is. Uh, Las Vegas. Is $3 billion too low? Is $4 billion I mean, too it low? Might. No. I don't think it's too low, given what happened yesterday with the Suns. Are they going to ask Could for you imagine more? Four to five four? billion dollars for an expansion team, and while we just said there's billionaires who don't all want to own sports teams, four to five billion, I think you'd get a gathering of people that would all go in and buy that team. Why do I think it's going to be seven? That's because you're thinking that the price of sports teams are continuing to go up. There's two things Seven on this. Billion? There's two things that make me think it's going to be ridiculously high. First, expansion is not happening right now. The, the, this is not happening today. This is going to be a couple of years into the future. We'll see. It's going to be in the future, and prices keep going up. So by the time they actually start taking expansion fees, the Suns might that sale might be like two or three years old. Yeah. So one, it's in, going to be in the future. It's not happening right now. And the other one is the key point that Adam Silver has brought up and that I bring up on the show to talk about expansion. When they expand, the NBA will be adding two new ownership groups to split all of their league revenues with. So all the money the NBA makes will be split instead of by going 30 ways, it will be split 32 32 ways. ways. So all of the owners in the league will lose a percentage of the revenue that they're currently earning. Well, by upping the price... They'll make up for it. So the way you sort of offset that is making the expansion fee. That's to go to the owners and they say, okay, we're going to, instead of splitting it 30 ways, we'll split it 32 ways, but you're going to pay us five, six, seven billion dollars. And we're going to split that 30 right. ways amongst ourselves. And that's how we make it worth it to us. And the way you make it worth it to the current NBA owners is putting a ridiculous expansion fee price out there. And then they say, well, of course we'll split it 32 ways because we're getting a share of $7 billion right now. So I think it's going to be a massive number to come into the NBA because I think the NBA is going to look at this from a, we're not going to expand very much more. There's not going to be many opportunities in the future because once you get to 32, can you really go to 34? I mean, you could. But we're probably not going to see... hard enough to get to 32 at this point. Right. We're probably not going to see massive league numbers in terms of amount of teams. So you're looking at it from a, you know, you've got two opportunities to cash in on expansion fee. It's going to be a massive, massive number. And with the Suns going for $4 billion, ah, why wouldn't it be $7 billion in three years if it's coming to Vegas? Someone going to pay it? I mean, Bill Simmons Uh, has been... 
kind of reporting for like a year now that Fenway Sports Group is going to buy the expansion team in Las Vegas. LeBron James is going to be a part of it. There's uh, Fenway Sports Group owns Liverpool. They're apparently trying to sell Liverpool. A lot of people think that's they're trying to sell it. So they have the assets to then pay the expansion fee into the NBA. Bill Simmons seems to think it's close to as, as close to a done deal as it can be without actually being a done deal that Fenway Sports yeah. Group is buying a team for Las Vegas. Is it bad that I don't trust anything Bill Simmons says? Because he's been loud wrong. Like the theme of today, I guess, is me being like, these people are loud wrong. No, I mean, I don't know if he's right or wrong or not, but seven billion to me is just such an outrageous number. It's almost incomprehensible. But what you're saying is makes a lot of sense too. That we get Warren Buffett. That'd He's be, 92. That'd be a lot funner than uh, than the Fenway Sports Group. But what you're saying um, makes sense in the terms of that it's, if it is three years away, if it is four years away, that this number will continue to go right. up. I mean, if I, it's tomorrow, it, I don't think it's $7 billion after someone just paid four for the Suns. Right. But I would be genuinely stunned if NBA announces expansion in the next six months. Because Adams, the way Adam Silver's talked about it, he's like, yeah, we'll probably expand at some point, but we're not doing that anytime soon. Right. And, hell, he's talking up Mexico City as a future yeah. expansion uh, market for Las Vegas, um, saying that it's certainly possible when asked about it. Uh, they've got a G League team now there. Uh, Mark Spears and Mark Stein, two different NBA writers, have written about Mexico City as a as a possible expansion city. And the point that's been made a lot is that as far as population size go, market size go, Mexico City blows everything else in the United States out of the water. Like if it, in all honesty, if it came down to Las Vegas or Mexico city, the NBA would make so much more money in Mexico city because the market size there is so much bigger. And as far as like television deals and everything, it's a lot easier to say, look, we're in a whole new country and we're in Mexico city is the second or third biggest uh, city in the, in North America. I can't remember if they're ahead or behind LA and New York, but they're, they're in the top three with LA and New York. You're basically adding your biggest market. You're just adding another one in Mexico city. So it's that if it came down to those two and they got past the whole, Hey, you're in a different country. The travel's going to suck for that team. The elevation's going to suck for teams that come in there and everything else. Mexico city makes so much more sense. If you're simply trying to make money. All right. Coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the rough day and um, man, losing sucks. That's just the reality. There's not a lot of explanation. Unfortunately, I've had to do too much of that this year. So just learning from it and trying to be better and obviously woke up at 3 a.m. this morning, just trying to figure out, you know, I just had some real plays yesterday at the end of the day. So you can't win when the quarterback turns it over four times, and that's on me. So that's how I feel. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Granny and Bischoff. He's from ESPN. He's got a new show coming in January. It's Jason Fitz. Uh, Jason how many years have the Raiders taken off your life this season? Uh, seven and a half, eight, maybe. <laughs> Look, I, I got to keep the, the sides of my hair a little shorter because the grays are starting to come in. Like, this is what happens. Like, you know, I was just talking to Joe Fortenbaugh, uh, who obviously does a lot of our betting content. He happens to be in Bristol, Connecticut today, prepping for his new show. And we were talking about how usually most years you see a few games go this this way. But, man, this year, like nothing I've ever seen. Every single game has been wild. But I'll tell you all. If the cops didn't come to my house on Sunday, they're never coming to my house. I know now I can do anything now. I know I can get away with it because I mean I was screaming like a preteen girl at a new kids on the block concert in the mid eighties. Like it was 
it was wild. That ending was incredible, and I, I can't even describe how it felt to be on the, the right side of that. <laughs> well, we were talking earlier this week that the Raiders went for two to try to beat divisional rival, you know, one of the best teams in the league in the Kansas City Chiefs. Didn't get it, but that's probably not going to crack the top five most dramatic games they've played this season. Yeah, oh my God, you're so right. And, you know, when you think about how close, and Bill Barnwell is a buddy of mine, and Raiders fans hate him every year because he always seems to write an article about why the Raiders are going to take a step back. So Raiders fans always trash him. I was texting Bill the other day after the game, and I said, man, I know how many times we've been in that article for the reasons of, like, I can't believe how many lucky games they won. I said, next year, are we going to be on the list of teams you think could make a leap because of the weird ways we've lost? And he actually responded and said, absolutely. He's like, regression to the mean is, is real. And he said, I, I've never seen anything like what, what we're seeing this year for this team. So I do think that, you know, much like last year, we, in an honest moment, I think we talked about it, like a 10-win team was about six, win, six plays away from being a four-win team. What's weird is that this team is a few plays away from being much better, also a few plays away from being much worse. Like, I have no idea what, what to do to make this team great next year because I'm not sure what we've seen this year. Dumbest play you've ever seen? Oh, yeah. Well, yes. And, and by the way, not only is it the dumbest play I've ever seen, but I think it lies squarely at the feet of Bill Belichick. Like, this is the thing that I keep saying. I like, with utmost respect to everything that Bill Belichick has accomplished to this point, I think that can be true. And we can also look at this Patriots team and say, my God, they get in their own way all the time. They're poorly coached. Mac Jones is taking a big step back this year. Their play calling is awful, and their play calling is coming from somebody that's not qualified to call plays who was hired to do that by Bill Belichick. Like, their coordinators are a problem because of Bill Belichick. Their roster isn't good enough because of Bill Belichick. Like, the, the, the situational football understanding that has really defined the Patriots has not been good several times this year because of Bill Belichick. So, like, I, I think what we're seeing is a, a real implosion, and he's got to get back to the culture that really defined the Patriots. And if you watch the man in the arena documentary, which figured out quickly is that wasn't just bill. That was all the veterans in the room. There got to be guys that step up and, and create that right now. So you see the Patriots implode. You see the Patriots being poorly coached, poorly run. Uh, it kind of makes sense that it's Patriots West out here, given the way the Raiders have lost games, right? <laughs> man. I think the, the only thing you can hang your hat on if you're Ziegler and McDaniels, you can just look at it and say, what a wild year. Now let's start building what we're building, you know? And, and <laughs> You know, that, I think that's the only answer you can give. Like, Ziegler hasn't had a shot at a first-round draft pick. These are going to be his scouts coming in. We know that he's going to want his chance to start rebuilding this roster. But think about how different this roster looks today than it even looked in week one. You think about how many key players are no longer part of this organization. People we thought were going to be a key part of this organization coming into this season that are no longer even here. I mean, it's not that long ago that we were having summer conversations about Abrams and Mullen and, and what that could mean for the secondary for this team if they can stay healthy and on the field. They didn't even make it through the season, right? So, you know, it, it's just it's a wildly different roster every week that's reshaping and Patriots West, whatever that could mean. Uh I, I think if you're the if you're this organization, you gotta just step back and say, All right, so what now what how do we fix it? Are you a believer in Chandler Jones now? No. <laughs> but I do I do respect the hell out of it. Like I think what you see is that you know, you've got a guy that, that cares a lot. And the tears at the end, like, that stuff means something to me. Like, because I think, you know, and, and I forget which player it was. You guys will know that, that said in the postgame press conference, like, look, it doesn't, it doesn't impact Chandler, but it, we're all human. You still hear this stuff, you know. And, like, I, I, I talked to a buddy years ago, uh, J.P. Aaron Simia, 
uh, that had played Major League Baseball, and he was going through a real hitting slump. And he said to me when I was still touring, he's like, imagine going out to play a fiddle solo, and every night when you go out to play the fiddle solo right before you start, the, the people that paid money to see you play that solo just start relentlessly booing you the entire time. Like, not everybody's built to handle that. And, like, we expect every athlete to be tough enough to handle that, which I think is an unfair expectation. If you're Chandler Jones, you struggled this year in ways that you never expected. You had to fight to get a new contract. And now you get that new contract, and people are questioning whether you're worth it. Like, I can't imagine what that feels like. So has he gone on a little run? This is what he did last year. He had a couple of huge games that really padded those numbers. Uh, he's got to continue to make impactful plays, but more importantly, he's just got to keep bringing effort because that's, that's the one thing. You can question the result. You can't question the effort Chandler Jones puts in every play, just like you can't question the effort that Max Crosby puts in. That's all I can credit at this point. Have you been booed while on stage? Uh, no, but I have had some unsuccessful. Like, I think the worst moment for me, like, I hated, like, introductions. I, I never, like, look, we're playing a show as a band. I don't need to be singled out as, the, you know, the fiddle player. Jason, like, that's not my thing. And, but but one, one of our biggest tours that was really important to everybody else. So I acquiesced, and I was like, all right, we'll do banditry. So then they're like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to walk out to the edge of the stage and dance. Understanding that I cannot dance at all, that was definitely part of why I wanted to do it. I figured if I'm going to feel stupid, let's just be stupid. So one night I handed uh, one of the guys the, the fiddle. There were like 70,000 people in the crowd. Handed the guy the fiddle, and I decided that, that was going to be the first time I ever tried to do the worm. And it turns oh. out the worm is much harder than it yeah. looks. And uh, I essentially did half a push-up and landed on my face on stage. So I did get re- recklessly, relentlessly laughed at. Uh, but I don't think I've ever been, like, relentlessly booed. It's too bad. I was hoping no. you had a good boot off the stage story. It would have been fun. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have a good boot off the stage. Okay. Uh, but I will. I do have one story of a band I saw get booed off the stage. My first concert. Skid Row opening for Bon Jovi, right? And Sebastian Bach, the lead singer of Skid Row, walks out to the edge of the stage. We were in Scarborough, Maine. And he said, hello, Seattle, Washington, or wherever the blank we are. And the crowd in Scarborough, Maine, did not appreciate that. (laughs) So they started just going after him. And Skid Row made it through like one more song. They got booed off stage. That was always my fear. And every night we had the, the name of the city on our set list. And I kid you not, because of the family guy thing, everybody thinks it's a joke. We were playing in Buffalo, University of Buffalo, the stage manager put the wrong city set list out. He forgot to change it. And in Buffalo, uh, one of the guys that ran up to the mic, not me, but one of the other guys ran up to the mic, and he screamed, What's up, Cleveland? <laughs> we were not in Cleveland. And uh, <laughs> amazing that it was Cleveland, but I was so afraid that the Buffalo fans were going to boo us. They just laughed about it. Thank God. <laughs> oh. Well, they were all hammered. Poor fans. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, before we let you go, Christmas music. Do you have a favorite Christmas song, or do you hate Christmas music? Oh, Christmas music is a delight. My Christmas music went on November 1st. It stays on throughout the entire holiday. Oh, Holy Night, any version of Oh, Holy Night is by far the best. But I will tell you a a music business uh, anecdote you didn't ask for. You guys brought me in playing Last Christmas, which uh, was obviously the original recording, as most people know, was Wham! or George Michael, right? Uh, George Michael wrote Last Christmas. We are the only country in the world that when songs are on radio, we don't pay what's called performer's rights. So the person singing the song, when you hear it on radio, makes nothing. But the person writing the song every time you hear it on radio makes six cents, roughly. So every time the song's on radio, they get paid, right? So the fun fact on that is Last Christmas is one of those songs that has been recorded a million times. But every time it gets played, like you play the Taylor Swift version of it, Tay-Tay doesn't make a dime. George Michael does.
So Good. write so write Christmas music is what you're saying. That's that's the key to to money I mean, in the music Mariah industry. Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey's made more money off of all oh, I want for Christmas, Christmas is you than, yeah. than anybody <laughs> could ever have imagined. So yeah, go write. Why do you think artists always try and put out original Christmas songs? Because that's the way they get paid. All right, I didn't know that. She was on last night, Christmas. Mariah Carey. That's, yeah, that's how we get. Yeah. Dominique that was a spliced up for two shows, too. That was not one night. That was two nights at Madison Square Garden. They spliced them, <laughs> and they made it into one TV special. Her hair is different. Look for it. All right, wow. Jason. What is, that was weirdly chatty. Uh, you're always great, Jason. <laughs> I hope you have a good Christmas, and I hope the Raiders somehow, uh, I wouldn't say ruin it, make it a fun Christmas Eve night for you. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, y'all. Appreciate Merry it. Christmas. So there's Jason Fitz um, oh. from ESPN. We Did we get the dial tone? We, very, very vague. Yeah. If you're listening on the podcast, you can, if you turn it up and go back 15 seconds, you definitely got it. I love the dial tone there. So there's Jason Fitz. Uh, coming up next, we got more college football coaches that are very, very upset about the transfer portal. I heard two schools, five million. I know the schools. I can't tell you, but I know the schools too. It's called tampering, and, and uh, it's really bad, guys. Uh, it's you know the NCAA's got us all in a bad spot right now, and, and uh, I think it's only going to get uglier because there are no rules on the road. You know, I'm hearing all kinds of things. I'm hearing guys are getting paid even before they enter. You know, they're getting bonuses for just signing tomorrow. Um, kids are being paid in high school now a certain amount of money, and then when you get there, they would give you this money. You know, high school players, it's it's bad, um, and uh, you know. It's not something that, you know, that I'm real proud of as a member of the American Football Coaches Association uh, of being part of. Um, but it's, uh, it's a world we're living in. Uh, I'm going to try to just, you know, keep our guys in line and, and make sure they understand that they're coming for an education. And that, that's the priority. And I want them to get coached hard. And we want to take care of their name, image, and likeness the right way and do, it, do things the right way. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. That was the head coach of Pitts, Pat Narduzzi. He was on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. And he is not very happy about the transfer portal. He even is complaining for different schools. Uh, North Carolina's quarterback is uh, Drake May. He's very good this year. He said in there that uh, he's heard that multiple schools have offered $5 million to Drake May to transfer away from North Carolina. Sounds a little heavy. Does sound a little heavy. Uh, $5 million? Um, it's not even his quarterback, though. For like, Drake that's, May? That's the fascinating part. He's complaining about another team's quarterback potentially getting poached by NIL money. <laughs> and teams that could afford it? Yeah. So, Okay. Five million seems like a lot because yeah, yeah. I believe it's like twenty-five coaches actually make five million dollars a year, uh, something around that number. So five million would be a lot compared to what the coaches get paid. Though you could use the pro argument and say, well, coaches don't get paid anywhere near the best players, so of course the college player should get paid as much as a coach does, anyways. Um, but why, if you're the head coach of Pitt? Why would you complain about North Carolina's quarterback yeah. getting offered NIL money? I just think this guy's – I don't think Narducci's very realistic as to what's happening in the NIL world. And he's, his kids are probably getting poached, and he's mad at it. I don't know I don't know Pitt's NIL situation. Maybe they don't offer as much as anyone, and he's pissed at that. And uh, he wants his boosters or whoever to step up and offer more money. But I think he just used this as an example 
to maybe uh, incite his own people to get more NIL money saying, hey, this guy's over here offering $5 million and we're offering this. You know, what, uh, what are we going to do to get better at this? So if you are a coach, and Pat Narduzzi, by the way, makes $5 million a year. Uh, if you are a coach and other schools are offering a player $5 million or any amount of money, but you have multiple schools saying, hey, if you transfer here, we'll get the NIL deals done and you'll you'll make $5 million. Isn't that just the reality of college? Isn't that just like free market yeah. of college football right now? Like That's what this has become. Right. Like it's... That's, I don't. By the way, I'm. I don't. I think five millions. I don't. I agree. Know, I, don't I think agree. that's. I don't a, think that's. I think that's exaggeration. Exaggeration at the most. But like, if it's one million, if it's five million, if it's fifty-five dollars, right? Isn't that just like, oh, these athletes are performing a service that lots of people like that's to watch? That's what nil is. That's what it's going to cost for yeah. them to play this sport. Some places, sure. like it. Just it well, just feels that, like if you're going to complain about it, what are you doing? Like you, this is this is what the athletes. If if other teams are saying. Drake May is worth $5 million, then Drake May is worth $5 million, and that's the cost it's to like play what college football. like what we talked football. about with the Suns. You're They're coming up with the market very bears. capitalist right now. I am. Yeah. It's what college football is. Yeah. It's now just a uh, not quite, but a little bit more uh, in public in front of everybody. Because here's the other part. He's talking about players getting poached, and he said, we're going to do NIL the right way and all this. <laughs> Translation, we don't have any money. Yeah, that too. But like, if any of your advertisers or listeners <laughs> would like us to, there a mortgage to, to company do out there that can help these right kids out. Way. But like, why is it okay for Pat Narduzzi to leave Michigan State to go to Pitt, sure. where he now makes five million dollars? Yeah. But it's not okay for Drake. The May old to leave argument North about Carolina. coaches just jumping jobs and yeah. then getting pissed because they lose their players. Like it's it's un it's unreal that it happens every year. And I I wonder what is the echo chamber that coaches find themselves in. Yeah. Because every time somebody says something like Pat Narduzzi, every time a coach comes out and complains about a player making money, they get ripped by media members. They get ripped by fans. They get ripped on social media. What's the echo chamber that coaches continue to make these comments and think that they're the right comments? It's got to be that they're in meetings with potential NIL people, and they're like, ah, dang it, we didn't get the money for that one. And then they find out someone else did get money, and they're like, ah, this money's stupid. But, like, that would be like, a, I don't know, the owner of the Pirates complaining today that the Mets spent too much money. I'm we just pretty make... sure the Oakland A's owner would complain. He doesn't talk to <laughs> no, anybody. He doesn't talk to anybody. <laughs> uh, like, but we would just relentlessly make fun Text of the Pirates me. owner. Okay. Yeah. If the Pirates owner came out today and complained that the Mets Blah. luxury tax bill is Blah. more than his payroll, we'd yell at the Pirates owner and say, we'll spend more money, spend more dummy. Money. That's what we say about yeah. John Fisher well, and that's the A's what all the time. We would do, but there's got it. That's there's... what everybody would do. Would they not? Who would not tell the Pirates owner old to spend people. more money? Old people. So are, the the are... echo chamber is old people. Pat Narduzzi is talking not to, to get... 74-year-old pit fans. And not to get ageist, but yes, there's a lot of people out there that when they see contracts like the Aaron Judge one, they're like, oh, that's ridiculous, the amount of money they're paying these right. people to play a... And it's like, dude, no, that's, that's free market capitalism. Who do you think is paying the NIL deals? It's old people. It's boosters, yeah. Right. There's not there's not a lot of 28-year-old boosters that are in charge of Drake May getting 5 million. It's somebody right. that's 68 has a, years has old. Has a company that yeah, and and has contacts. Wants uh Alabama to young. get back in the college football yeah. playoff and is like we're losing Bryce Young, let's go get Drake let's May, get, baby. Let's go get him.
Like that. Yes, it's the but 68 that's, that's year old that's different doing because that. they're doing it. The other people shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm just amazed how many time coaches complain about it. That they bring up how much money a, yeah, a player they, they, is like you make. said, Narducci jumped himself. Yeah, and they, I'm amazed every single time it happens, and it happens every year multiple times where a coach comes out Whines and somehow complains that some players making yeah. too much money, and his, and it all comes down to this five million dollars. That's almost how much I make. It's it is <laughs> it is what he makes. Yeah, it all right. comes down to this. Their job is harder, and they don't like it. That's what it is. Oh, sure, because they're it's not only just recruiting the kid based on football anymore, it's recruiting the kid based on monetary right. advantages. And Narduzzi's Well, and you gotta be above board about it. It's no longer <laughs> dropping off a brown paper or a McDonald's bag full of cash. Chick-fil- it's now it's Chick-fil-A bag at Tennessee. Sorry. Uh Narduzzi is worried that if he has a Drake May, he's gonna lose him because somebody else yeah. is gonna offer him five offer million. And he's like, Well, we got half a million and that's all we can get.